welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my podcast. You can find A Fistful of Truth on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and guess what, folks? Finally, I got around to getting this onto Apple Podcasts. It had been approved earlier this year, but my God, there's only so many hours in the day. Stay tuned. This week, everything should be uploaded. It's a little glitchy and a little more difficult than other platforms, but Apple Podcasts will also feature a fistful of truth. I'm also uploading some of these podcasts to Rumble because there's been a lot of censorship going on, especially with the decodes. So make sure you check out those decodes with Snackin' On. We've been doing them every time POTUS speaks, so they're all located here on the Anchor.fm platform. You can also find me on my blog. DelaraSNGill.blog has lots of information. Enter any keyword into the search bar on the right side. It'll pull up all sorts of topics. You can also kindly enter your email address on the far right side so I can stay in touch with you because censorship is beyond real. I have been censored from every big tech platform, kicked off, terminated. They didn't suspend me. They terminated me. (laughs) And I kind of like that, actually, because the truth is what scares them. And the truth is what's going to set us free. And the truth is what this girl speaks to you daily. No longer am I accepting any donations for this blog. I want to thank everybody who helped me out through that very difficult time. The COVID mess, the bankruptcy. This has always been for God and God only. I do this for you guys. I know this information. I put it out there so that those with ears to hear it can listen to it. And kindly, what I do ask of you guys is to kindly copy and paste any one of these podcasts that you find interesting, helpful, And there's blog articles as well. Things like Great Awakening for Newbies, The Do's and Don'ts of Red Pilling, Baphomet Genetic Manipulation, Saving the Children, Blood Currency. There's a great program in Blood Currency listed. A lot of these things are, a lot of the things I refer to are censored on YouTube. Of course, they don't want you to see it. Hard to find, buried. But I've provided links and actually even kept archives of this great info. Check out the, uh, I think it's called The Rise of the Anunnaki by Jim Nichols. You can find it. It's on my blog. I believe it's in one of the articles I just named. Also, in the meantime, if you're looking for a great, convenient place to locate all the latest from A Fistful of Truth and my blog, check out my new website. A Fistfuloftruth.com features the latest podcast, blog posts, and product recommendations that I use daily. These are things that I've learned from the, if you want to call them the elite, I call them the filth and scum of the universe. Not everybody in Hollywood is evil, folks. There's a lot of good people here who actually support POTUS. They've just been quiet and fear for their lives and safety. But there's a lot of scumbags, too. However, never shoot the messenger. I learned a lot, especially how to protect yourself from 5G. These people have 5G protection devices in their home. Have you ever heard of anything like that? I hadn't. The Soma Vedic, you can get 10% off by using my code D-I-L-A-R-A. D-I-L-A-R-A gets you 10% off a Soma Vedic, a total 5G protection device based on the work of my dear friend, client, God rest his soul, Dr. Masaru Emoto, whose office I'm still working with over in Japan to bring you guys some amazing stuff for your healing journey, as well as a new journey I've embarked upon. I used to work on a lot of different programs involving governments, world governments, and um, space technologies, combined together with these healing technologies that are coming out sometime far in the future. Don't expect anything to be coming out tomorrow, but there are things that are becoming available, slowly rolling them out as we enter into a better time for all of us here who choose God and not the mark of the beast. I want to thank everybody who kindly shares this information. The only way we can get this out and get each other to at least acknowledge what's going on is to share this information with those that are receptive to it. So thank you. That is the number one reason I do this. I already know all this stuff and I do this for you guys. So I want to thank everybody who writes to me, everybody who offers their support. Your support is share the information and check out the rest of the products that I recommend at the end of this podcast description. Collagen from OP2 Labs, as well as the Soma Vedic, which I just mentioned. And make sure if you are not already protecting yourself from your cell phone radiation that goes everywhere, even if you're not using your phone, get yourself a Faraday bag. These are all things that I use daily to make sure that I get through this time until we 
are all freed because none of us are free until all of us are free. Today is the 27th of June, 2022. It is Monday. You're listening to Monday Matters here on A Fistful of Truth. We are going around this great nation, united, not divided, 50 states. It's not just about watch California, watch New York. It's about all of us, every state, every person, every American citizen. We stand united, not divided. And today I have one of my favorite, favorite patriots, by and far one of my favorite patriots on the show from Idaho, Monday Matters, welcome Michael Fanning. Well, welcome back, Michael Fanning, to Monday Matters. We're in Idaho today. How are you doing? Good, Delar. It's been um, an interesting uh, half of the year so far, huh? Since we last talked. Surely it has been. Your uh, your previous two series that you graciously did with me for the podcast has been quite popular. It's really helped helped a lot of people. So I want to thank you and acknowledge you for that again. Glad to do it. Um, so today we're going to be talking about what's been going on in Idaho, I thought, you know, we'd start off with the, uh, earlier this month, we had the false flag event in Coeur d'Alene. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, it's, um, it's an extension of, of the, um, the gay pride month. Um, and then the, there's a target weekend, uh, that's been going on in the country for, uh, I think about two decades. It's been, it's been going on that long, maybe even longer. And um, the the opposition that that uh, comes um, from people, primarily Christians, uh, uh, Protestants, or Catholics, and any and any other subset of any of that those categories, um, and the political uh, alliances that would probably come connected in some way from the, the Republican Party uh, <clears throat> has uh, would be the, uh, the people who show up to demonstrate their uh, right to free speech uh, at the same time as the other side is, is expressing theirs uh, in that manner, just like any other event, just like the, the abortion demonstrations or, you know, all these other things. Uh, but the news media, you know, puts their hard left spin on all of these stories. Um, and then this particular event was um, in, the, in the middle of the afternoon, locally, before it hit the, uh, the local news that is, is headquartered out of Spokane, Washington. Um, and they have a couple of their affiliate stations in, in downtown Coeur d'Alene. But before they picked up the story, on social media and uh, private texting messages from people who were concerned about the, um, the various confrontations that were uh, forming earlier in the week, uh, they began to report the fact that uh, there had been this U-Haul van stopped a couple of blocks away which are short distances. Uh, literally, you could walk into that uh, demonstration or the, uh, the the pride event in the, in the city park uh, within a matter of minutes. So that that truck stop, which isn't clearly identified as being that close, which I'm telling you was extremely close to the event, mm-hmm. that truck was stopped in um, <clears throat> uh, by the Idaho State Police. And uh, other other um, uh, Kootenai County sheriff's uh, units. And what struck me was that the first thing they did is that they uh, opened up the back of the the truck, um, and something like that you would not do as the first course of action if it was a routine traffic stop. Now the Idaho State captain who looked a little on the uh, the heavy duty side uh, that was speaking to the cameras and many people were seeing him make the remarks that uh, they had an informant about uh, these men were 
uh, inside the van and they've been seen by somebody, uh, but they don't specify who. And then there was conjecture as to whether or not that uh, Idaho's uh, state patrol captain uh, spoke out of turn. You know, um, that's not clear. But the fact is that this, there are pictures on the internet that predate the uh, Coeur d'Alene traffic stop where these um, all guys are all dressed in khakis, uh, 5'11 khakis and, uh, and other matching shirts uh, with their hats and all that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but they've already been pictured in previous locations around the country, not connected to, to the J6 situation. Other locations prior to the Pride event in Coeur d'Alene. And that's important because if you're gonna make the connection or the, the assertion um, with or without evidence uh, to uh, people who are in social media and you basically, you know, you're in, the, in the, um, the, the American court of public opinion, you know, digitally, uh, that this is a false flag event and that it would be, be run and coordinated uh, by the government uh, in, some, in some form for a specific purpose. And that was my position. And that was what was being talked about um, by uh, some local video blog uh, individuals. Uh, you have one of them, it's called North uh, Idaho Off, Off Grid. And uh, he was on the scene and, and most of his videos were the ones that uh, ended up being the, uh, the B-roll for all the news networks nationally later on in the afternoon. So it, it was either a question of one side's gonna, you know, one mindset in this country is gonna believe that um, uh, these were actually white separatists and they were gonna come in and, and, and disrupt the gay pride event and, you know, uh, presumably, you know, cause physical violence and harm to people. Um, and the other side of the political equation was would say that it's a false flag event that uh, if it was if this was really white separatists uh, of the of the OG brand or the uh, um, you know old school uh, back in the Richard Butler days up here, which I've been uh, you know involved with, not not being part of them, but but I'm I'm, I'm aware of this of uh, how all of that was working back in the late 90s, um, they would just show up in, in regular old street clothes, you know, looking like uh, pissed off rednecks uh, wanting to uh, get, get in somebody's face. And that's the way it really would work. It, in in much, and to make that point clear, that when Antifa and Black Lives Matter showed up and paid buses to down Coeur Lane uh, back in June of 2020 to uh, try and burn the city down, which they could have easily done, they were met by about 2,000 armed, heavily armed um, uh, North Idaho men uh, who most of them had prior Afghan and, and uh, Iraq uh, war zone uh, combat experience. So they came in with their TAC vests, their M4s, their ARs, a sidearm, things like that. And they helped coordinate closing up the businesses and stayed in position up and down Sherman Avenue and Northwest Boulevard and the, and the adjoining side streets uh, of Coeur d'Alene and completely thwarted this uh, attempt to then re-put Coeur d'Alene on the national spotlight for the media and all of the, uh, the public policy uh, agenda items to make this place look like it's the the hate-filled center of we hate everything up here because we're all just white up here. Well, the fact is that they're not, we're not all just white up here, you know, but irregardless, you know, people of any color are human souls and, and uh, we're all created by God. And in until the government stops trying to stir the pot and all of the private interest groups uh, try to stop stirring the pot, which they're not motivated to do, then this conflict is going to continue to go on. Now, the backstory of this is that in uh, 1998, 
uh, or thereabouts, there was the, um, the summer event at this exact same park that uh, had been granted a permit uh, by the city Coeur d'Alene uh, city council to uh, Richard Butler, who was the, uh, the head of the, what is known as the Aryan nation. Um, but it was just a, uh, a piece of property up in Hayden, which is about 20 minutes North of Coeur d'Alene. And um, um, there had been uh, previous years where they used to march down uh, Sherman Avenue on the 4th of July. And um, it, it, it got scant uh, notoriety. Um, but over the years, uh, once we got past the Clinton administration in those years, it began to pick up notoriety because it was an agenda item for social engineering to uh, make distinctions about um, white people hating everybody of some other color or, or uh, ethnic persuasion. And that's tied to uh, the larger issue of weapons confiscation. And um, so what it ended up happening was I had a, a friend who I, I can't tell you his name. I can't tell you if he's alive or dead. And I can't, and I can't exactly tell you all of his background, but um, he, he was what is known as a kite, K-I-T-E. Uh, for the Central Intelligence Agency, which is a paid uh, periodic uh, off-books contractor. And he, and he had an intelligence background that he was uh, you know, freed from the official capacities uh, years previous, decades previous, uh, going back to Vietnam and the, uh, the Phoenix uh, uh, operation over there. So um, he was contacted uh, by a former handler, uh, by a sat phone uh, hookup from Syria one afternoon and was uh, given the task to infiltrate Richard Butler's compound for the precise purpose that there was somebody inside Butler's compound back in 1998 and, and uh, that, that year or two uh, uh, range of time that uh, the CIA was concerned. They didn't know who, who this individual was, but that all of a sudden there were uh, behavior changes that were beginning to make news that drew the attention of the FBI, the Anti-Defamation League of Benai Brith, uh, and its uh, attack dog, the Southern Poverty Law Center, that brought um, uh, class action lawsuits and went up and had... Uh, media covered uh, uh, confrontations at the front gate of Butler's uh, property in, in Hayden. And there was one incident where one of the uh, uh, members of uh, the Aryan Nation group there uh, got in some kind of a, an altercation with uh, one of the people from the, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. And um, so this thing eventually became a court case, and then it picked up um, the notoriety of, of the of the incoming um, uh, parade and and the event in the park on the Fourth of July, on or about 1998-1999. Doesn't matter which year; it's just that it did in fact occur. And um, there there was some of these off book. I guess you would call them bloggers, uh, which I guess began uh, to be a prominent about that time that were from local, uh, uh, they were from the local area up here. Some were politically uh, allied with the, uh, the Christian identity aspect of the Aryan nations uh, nationwide. And uh, there was also uh, people from the Jewish Defense League that were assigned to assist the Southern Poverty Law Center to um, populate, in other words, go get a rent-a-mob of leftist kids, probably out of Occidental College down in uh, South Pasadena, you um, know, suburb of Los Angeles, and to uh, fly them up here uh, and have this uh, organized confrontation um, 
on or about the 4th of July, uh, 1998, 1999, which did in fact take place. And my friend and I, um, another friend and I uh, attended the event in the park just to watch it. And uh, we, 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 uh, we noticed certain things that were rather odd and peculiar. And the reason that what I'm talking about all of this is that it ties directly with the fact that I made the initial this, uh, assertion about this uh, truck stop or U-Haul van at the Pride event a couple of weeks ago as being uh, coordinated from the Joint Terrorism Task Force of the FBI, which has a, uh, a regional field office about a half a mile away, from, uh, about a mile away from, from where this park is at in downtown Coeur d'Alene. And they're famous for creating these infiltration events. So when the, uh, my friend who had this uh, uh, off books relationship with the CIA back in 98, uh, he was tasked to, uh, because of his appearance, he was a grubby, disheveled, disoriented looking type of an individual. But in fact, he was a highly intelligent operative and probably pretty deadly. And, and, and he, he agreed to infiltrate Butler's compound, which is not really hard to do if you, if you have a certain look and you say certain things a certain way. And he got readily accepted. And what he was, his task was is to find out who it is in, in the um, um, Butler's group that was um, in, uh, causing all this trouble. And he uh, made that determination. He passed that determination details over to his handler. And then it was put back to him that uh, that was the individual in question. And it determined, um, uh, and I don't remember the guy's name at the time, but the, uh, the young man who was the, uh, the infiltrator into Butler's compound was what is known as a legend a deep cover operative uh, as an actual FBI agent causing all this stuff inside Richard Butler's compound. And uh, uh, he was a 23 year old uh, and he, Butler had uh, unwise, uh, not very wisely uh, assigned him to be the, uh, the head of security for the, uh, for the group. And he functioned in that capacity and stirred everybody up, all these young juvenile delinquents. And, um, you know, it, it ended up being the problem solution, you know, type of uh, Hegelian outcome that uh, we've all become very, very acquainted with how that whole process works. Um, the, the significance of Richard Butler and the CIA is, is, is by now your listeners would say, well, why is the CIA concerned about Richard Butler anyway? Well, um, we all are going to accept the fact that the NSA and the CIA, and even the State Department for that matter, um, are, are chartered to do things internationally and, and not have any focus at all in, on, uh, on CONUS, on the continental United States, in, in any way whatsoever. And that's a complete lie. You know, they, they, there's, they're as active on American soil as they are anywhere else in the world. And, and any you would might even say reasonably it makes sense because every other enemy nation's intelligence operations are active all over our country every single day. Now it's been on it's been nonstop since um, you know communism got up and running in 1917. So um, CIA's interest in, in um, initiated in Butler. When Butler was a co-defendant with uh, Richard Metzger in a uh, um, some kind of a, a felony trial down in California um, a couple of decades before, and um, CIA uh, approached Butler off book and agreed to um, set him up if he would do certain things and the, that had to do with Metzger and, and then the carrot and the stick type of a, a scenario was that, that uh, Butler would then be set up and, and uh, funded uh, as a CIA asset with this um, 
continuing his own ideology of, of, of white separatism, uh, Christian identity, Aryan supremacy, and all this, you know, garbage uh, that's, that's unacceptable. But um, it's how hotspots are developed and kept in t- and kept running for you know, periods of time uh, when, when they're going to become more useful, you know, maybe later down the line. And this event 98-99 was that that is how that was intended to do but they <clears throat> they didn't realize until they spotted a, a, a behavior change in what was going on in the uh, uh, Butler's uh, property that uh, there was something afoot that didn't make any sense so, that, so then when they come to find out that the FBI had gotten in there and was stirring the pot to uh, coordinate with the Southern Poverty Law Center and the uh, the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith, the Jewish Masonic Lodge, that became, that made sense. So then what ended up happening is that when the uh, the confrontation at the in the park in 98 took place, and I was there along with a friend of mine, we witnessed uh, one of my old nemesis uh, when I was on the department at LAPD, uh, Irv Rubin, uh, who brought up his uh, little rent-a-Jew leftist communist uh, from UCLA and, and Occidental College area of Los Angeles to be the uh, counter demonstrators against uh, Butler's group there in the park on that particular afternoon. Now, the uh, we, my friend and I, we spotted who the, uh, the, the, uh, the FBI undercover guy was. It was pretty easy. He had uh, real Nazi tattoos literally all over his body and um, um, and all of a sudden out of nowhere Irv Rubin who's a an obnoxious dead now he he, uh, he was murdered in custody at LA County main main jail a number of years ago uh, Irv Rubin was originally his background was he was the lieutenant bodyguard in charge of protection for Meyer Kahana who was assassinated in New York City. Um, you'd have to look up what year that happened. Um, and then Ruben became, um, uh, and he, he was part of the Jewish Defense League, um, which was just a, you know, a small splinter group that came out of uh, the 1968 um, uh, unrest uh, with the, uh, the the Republican convention and the Democratic conventions in Chicago. Um, so anyway, Ruben had his headquarters in Los Angeles and hadn't been active or you know in the news for a number of years. And all of a sudden, he shows up in North Idaho, bringing these uh, counter protesters up to confront Butler's guys. And uh, what ends up happening is that there was a confrontation. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, and it was being, but, but when Butler, I'm sorry, when uh, Irv Rubin stepped up onto the bandstand podium where this uh, FBI undercover security guard was working for the, was working for Butler, you know, posing as an actual Aryan uh, white separatist, they were talking in a very friendly conversation, something that just that doesn't make sense. And, and the crowd, the crowd in general was not paying any attention to that. So my friend and I, we were looking around. We'd already scoped out our, our whole entire territory there. And we noticed that the, uh, the JTTF was uh, standing about 50 yards away on a, uh, a little rise in the lawn. And, and they were looking directly at the same thing that we were standing about five feet apart away from uh, Butler and this FBI undercover guy, uh, which quickly ended in Butler, I'm sorry, uh, Irv Rubin um, faking that he had been pushed off the podium. And that was the cue for the uh, the counter protesters to approach and take the, uh, the podium and drive the, the um, um, Aryan Nation people associated with Richard Butler. There was also people from the Hells Angels there um, supporting Butler. It was just a hodgepodge 
And it really, what it was being made out to be, it wasn't. And even to the extent that they, there was hatred of people, you know, race hatred of people, it doesn't, it doesn't rise to the level of where it was being put in terms of national prominence and things to be concerned about. So I tell you that story because it's the same involvement with the government stirring the pot and they use certain key ways in which to do it. And so you, do, you, you just, it's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous to, uh, to assume that uh, an organized group of people from another part of the country would uh, come across the, the country in a U-Haul van and try to Trojan horse their way against, against um, a bunch of people in the park on, on, for gay pride on, on a Saturday afternoon. It's absolutely ludicrous. That's what's been going on. Um, I'm going to stop because I'm going a little bit along here, and I know you've got to go somewhere. We can either continue to rebroadcast this later on today and make it a little bit longer podcast, or you have other things you want to talk about. I can go a little bit longer. Uh, I can, uh, what, why don't you just uh, go ahead and continue? I have about another 15 minutes on this. Okay. All right. Um, I have a, uh, against my better judgment, I have a, a getter account um, apart from my, um, my Twitter profile. And maybe the convenience of uh, using two platforms, which I almost never do, was to put out the, the, the information that I had more firsthand before the news media locally was putting it out and then it was picked up and put up nationwide. So I made some remarks on the Getter and uh, Getter is uh, was uh, put together by a man who used to be one of uh, President Trump's um, personal advisors. His name is uh, uh, Stephen Miller. And it's a, it's a completely free speech, censorship-free uh, type of platform, the way it's uh, you know, marketed and, and the way it functions. Um, and it's, and it's pro, you know, it is exclusively president, uh, it's pro president Trump and, and anything that's related to that. And so in the area of anything that's related to that means that people who are, um, patriotic constitutionalists, uh, conservatives of any stripe, um, and the, and the mindsets that go with that. When you talk about the police, if somebody says something negative against the police, oh, well, you're an idiot. You're a bad person. And uh, so too, so on, on um, I'm sorry, but I said Steve Miller, it's, it's, it's Jason Miller. And he, uh, uh, some of the people that profiles there, uh, they came in right away and they made some insinuations that I didn't know what I was talking about. And I didn't, I didn't give them a whole lot of, uh, uh, response because uh, they were making things that they were clearly wrong. Um, but the point is, though, that the um, no one on the right or, or many people on the right do not want to hear anything other than their fixed narratives, just like the other side as their fixed narratives. And it, it seems unconscionable for a retired cop with intelligence background to wander into a, a, a conservative, political, national populist, president, pro-president Trump you know, um, platform and um, criticize the police and the Joint Terrorism Task Force is, is uh, creating a false flag. So that's just a point to make. Um, there's what my concern is that uh, Idaho has for a very, very long time been singled out uh, to be representative of a larger 
Caucasian white American population mindset that is now being heavily exploited and uh, marketed on all the major um, media platforms. Uh, and, and all of these um, agenda items, Roe Wade, guns, um, they're all starting to come together and something, as we talked earlier in the year, there is a quickening of uh, the political uh, efforts to take this country's form of government into a um, Marxist, socialist, social credit uh, platform. And half this country wants that to happen. So. Not even sure. I don't even think they know know what they want. I don't think they're aware of anything at all. I think they're they're they've drank the Jim Jones Kool Aid, and you've got a bunch of blind leading, well, evil leading the blind because they know who to who to. Uh, they know that these people are weak and programmed, and uh, I mean it's just all up to God at this point. All we can do is pray. Clearly, it's up to God, you know, um, ultimately, uh, but. Um, you know, human beings are, are tasked with a responsibility to, uh, to act virtuously and, and defend the, uh, the common good for the moral outcomes of the needs of, of society. So there is no nosebleed section in history or any, 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 any single individual no matter what their station in life is, that is free from culpability. We're all required to um, to oppose evil because numerically, you know, the more people who do nothing, you know, it makes it easier for uh, for evil to triumph. And then, you know, we're we're living in the compound consequences of watching that happen every single day. Um, there, there is, in my belief, there is a uh, an organized effort uh, with the surrogates and, and the uh, current administration, so-called, to, uh, to uh, coordinate the, uh, the literal or operational uh, handover of American sovereignty and, and take it away from its established constitutional structure. I mean, there's there's social, there's um, executive orders that pretext all of this going back to uh, Ronald Reagan's administration that were written um, by Oliver North, another conservative golden boy mm -hmm. uh, the, for the national state of emergency. All they have to do is either declare it, they've, they've been using those, those national state of emergency executive orders uh, unofficially at the government level for the last, well, since 9-11. And um, now we're at a stage where the, uh, the world economies, uh, the reset issues um, are, um, are key. And so I, you know, it's important to Always see the big picture so that you understand what the individual action items are uh, in the news cycle every single day. As far as, you know, what are you going to do as, a, as an individual citizen that, you know, well, you have to protect your family. You know, you have to have home defense. Um, you have to be able to survive uh, more than the ordinary means of uh, when the, <laughs> you go down to the store and buy something when you need it. You know, you have to have long-term survival uh, built into your home survival program, uh, along with self-defense, you know, arms, guns, stuff like that. And, and, the, and the attitude to, to hold out. You know, America, America's, uh, aside from its, its big conflicts that it's involved, been involved with over the years internally, um, it doesn't hold a candle to what the, the European nations and other nations in the world 
have had to endure on a, on a very regular basis for thousands of years. And those people, their resolve is steeled, it's built into them. When the babies are born, it's almost like as if they're hardwired to come out shooting. You know, it's because these, um, you have to have a, none of this stuff will work. What I'm getting at is, it, it is the American population, which is only half of this country, the other half might hold American citizenship because they were born here, but they're Marxized and they're part of the enemy. They're not your friends. The police are not your friends. The media is not your friends. The internet is not your friends. And I want it to be as bleak as possible. And then when, when you get to the point where maybe one day it strikes home because there will be um, uh, so much around uh, the, the daily living conditions that have deteriorated that it will be no longer capable for the average person to ignore. And then they might recall, oh, we told you to get prepared. So that's all I got. Well, that's a... A load of amazing insights again, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, you know what I'd like to do is I had a few, I had something else, a couple more things to talk about. Namely, uh, one of them is the fact that uh, a certain letter of the alphabet seems to have reemerged as of the 24th of June yesterday. But since we're out of time today, maybe- Is it what, the 17th, 17th letter of the alphabet? Yeah, it comes right after the- uh, 16th and before the 18th so I yeah I guess that guess that makes it the 17th letter well I already I already put it out on on Twitter so yeah okay. Q is back right and um, he said that Roe Wade, Ro Wade uh, was uh, you know uh, why he was uh, stepping back up and and uh, here I am and uh, Roe Wade was part of that I didn't see that. I didn't see that he was stepping back up because of uh, or the entity or the team or whatever. Step. I didn't see the Roe versus Wade in there on any of the uh, communications. Did I miss something? No, it's not. Um, There's only three drops and that has nothing to do. It doesn't say anything about Roe versus Wade in the drops. Oh, maybe, maybe I just made that connection. Well, uh, it makes sense that I, I believe that that's part of what is going on but instead of getting into that right now since i'm out of time why don't we um maybe reconvene not this particular show because this is just monday matters what's going on in all different uh parts of the state states and in, in okay. the United states but maybe we could come back and talk about because this question comes up a lot and i know it's not something to be answered in it could be a course over a lifetime this question of how does intelligence work? Because a lot of people are just so confused and it's what I get hit up with every day. And, you know, it's not an, it's not an easy answer, but maybe it's something you and I could discuss on a separate yeah, podcast. Can. Sure. And, and, and we can point how to some of these things that do tie in like the, uh, the gun legislation stuff that automatically just became so um, um, slam dunked as a result of the, the, the uh, bizarre Ovalde, uh, Texas uh, uh, event, and uh, and also uh, the uh, abortion um, legislations that are going to hit certain states as a result of railway being overturned yesterday. Yes, so those things are, you know, this, this is part of what I was talking about, and and I believe that the Q um, uh, drop yesterday uh, is unequivocally tied to. Um, the release of the railway decision on, on by the way, the, uh, the Catholic uh, liturgical calendar uh, feast day of the sacred heart of Jesus Christ. Amen. I totally believe that too. It completely in alignment with your thought process there, Mike. And uh, okay. after our, after this recording, um, I will reach out to you and we'll schedule a time for that because I believe things are going to heat up faster than what people are expecting because we're nearing the end of this long drawn out movie. And again, uh, I think it's important to discuss these things because it at least alleviates confusion for those who are, you know, those with ears to hear it. 
and we are doing our duty by spreading the truth. So thank you again. Okay, good. Appreciate right. it. Glad to help out. Bye-bye. Thank you. So a little update from California for you. Besides the extremely hot weather that we've been having here, it is kind of normal though. It is coming up on July 4th weekend and usually it is getting pretty hot in SoCal. I kept thinking about what POTUS was saying. <laughs> wind burn. He keeps talking about this wind burn. And, you know, I have more thoughts on that, but I'm going to save that for you heard it here first later this week on Friday. So stay tuned to you heard it here first this Friday. And make sure you check out the decodes that I did with Snackin' On regarding the two or three different appearances POTUS has had in the last week. Starting on the 17th of June, he was in, I think it was either Nashville or Tennessee, excuse me, Nashville or Memphis, Tennessee. And then he went on to Memphis, Tennessee for the Faith and Freedom Tour. There's a double decode. Talks about the wind burn and what those numbers mean. POTUS is giving us clues. You better check it out. It's going to be important because it has to do with our laws. Also, check out the decode from uh, Illinois. Little tiny town POTUS spoken. A storm came upon the crowd and there was lightning and he cut it short, but he talked about windburn. So we're going to talk about that on Friday. But today, a quick update from California. Things are empty in Hollywood. There is no one around. This place is a ghost town beyond belief. Actors, movies, musicians, not happening, folks. A lot of things have been canceled. No events going on, really. People moving the heck out of town. Good riddance is what I say. And a lot of things aren't being talked about. For example, a former U.S. military pilot admitted to acting as a paid agent of China. This was from the Department of Justice. This guy was recently, recently sentenced. He pleaded guilty to making related false statements during national security background checks and accepted thousands of dollars from representatives of the Chinese government to provide aviation-related information from his defense contractor employers. This is an army helicopter pilot turned civilian contractor. POTUS pointed out to helicopters. And what have I been talking about? Check out this article. It's posted in my Telegram channel. I posted a bunch of stuff from the DOJ. Here's another one. You want to hear this? this they're not talking about this. Remember Michael Avenatti, that D-rate attorney that belongs with those D-rate mashed potato face Gubanon actors taking up jobs with low-level CIA shit shows, dirt bags, dirt bags. I really want to say more stuff about Gubanon and his mother, <laughs> a mashed potato face, puffer fish face, friggin' idiots. Michael Avenatti pleads guilty to federal fraud and tax charges that allege he stole millions of dollars from clients. Oh, what a douchebag. Santa Ana, California. This was on June 16th, no one's talking about this. Remember the Avenatti lawyer, the one that was that was uh, accusing POTUS of all sorts of... Check this out. Five felony offenses this douchebag got. What a POS. He admitted that he engaged in a scheme to defraud clients. No shit. He's been suspended. He's pled guilty to four counts of wire fraud, each related to one of four matters which he embezzled money that should have been paid to clients. And he's guilty of IRS fraud. Guess what happens on September 19th? This total POS gets sentenced and he's facing 83 years in federal prison. Woohoo! All I can say is, see you never. Hope they put him away and he's going to get eaten alive in federal prison. <laughs> oh, he's going to get eaten alive. People like him don't make it too far. I've seen it. The prison system takes care of itself. Westwood man arrested on indictment. That's in uh, Los Angeles here. Of alleging scheme offering surety bonds. Remember surety bonds? They tried to get me to work on surety bonds. They can shove it up their ass. Surety bonds that defrauded clients of 5.2 million. This guy just got arrested for 5.2 million defrauding clients for, for surety bonds. You can check that out too. It's in my Telegram channel. And a lot more. I mean, it just keeps going and going, so I won't go into it. But they're not telling you. They're not telling you things like creepy Jeffrey Cooper, the Academy uh, member who decides what movies are worthy for you to watch, what movies get an Academy Award. 
That guy was arrested in Calabasas recently for pedoing another creepy Cooper pedophile. Bet you Bradley Cooper is going to be next. That's another one. Another inversion. All of these people, folks, are going to jail. They're going to Gitmo. They're going to other places. They're not going to make it. People are freaking out in this town, and I'm loving watching it. Loving it. All of their attitudes simply recently seem to have this huge drop. They all have this righteous attitude, and now they've got their tails between their legs. They can't pay their bills. They don't look so good either. I ran into some some famous people in the last like four or five weeks because, you know, it's just impossible. They know me. I try to stay away from any kind of social activities. I don't really like being around a lot of people, never have. But when they see me, they're like, oh, Delara. Many of them don't know I've changed my phone number. They can't reach me. So wonderful. But they don't look so good because they're running out of adrenochrome. They're running out of money. And no one cares about celebrities anymore. No one. So thank you for tuning in. That is my update for California. And check out the rest of this podcast. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. episode of Monday Matters here on A Fistful of Truth. Thank you, Mike Fanning. If you haven't checked out the other series that Mike Fanning gracefully volunteered his time for, it is a must listen. Talks about communism, Marxism, infiltration instead of invasion. Follow the money. Retired Sergeant Mike Fanning from LAPD tells the story in LA Non-Confidentialist seven-part series. Please watch it in order. Excuse me. Please listen to it in order. It is all audio. You can turn it on, vacuum, cook, clean, get your weekend projects done, work on your car, but listen and check it out because it involves propaganda. Lynn Wood is talking about propaganda. Edward Bernays, if you haven't seen Century of the Self, go watch it. Four-hour documentary on YouTube, available to all. Don't reject the information, folks. Don't end up in Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6 tells us in the Bible, My people shall perish, for they reject knowledge. Not because they don't know. They reject it. Don't reject it, folks. Go watch. Four hours. It'll explain to you how they infiltrated our mind, our American society. And make sure you check out LA Non-Confidential seven-part series featuring Michael Fanning. Also, Mike came back and did a three-part series called, one of my favorites on this podcast, The Next Revolution Will Not Be Televised. The Next Revolution Will Not Be Televised. you got to check out those two shows. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing any of this information that you find useful to you and to others. Hold the line and stay the course, Patriots. We're getting closer. Lynn is calling out a bunch of stuff on Telegram. It's the only channel. I'm paying attention to the only channel. There's not much else there. So in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. God bless you, patriots. And make sure you tune in tomorrow. Secrets of the Celebrities. Here on A Fistful of Truth, a fresh episode daily. God bless you. And where we go one, we go all. Mm-hmm.